triggering change, one heartbeat at a time. Battle for freedom. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Watson Prudier from Battle for Freedom and Mojo Fiverr Radio. Uh, if you can, go to my website, which is battleforfreedom.com. Share it out with as many people as you possibly can. Uh, go to mojo50.com. Uh, and today, uh, it, I love going over the Word of God, and uh, we have a lot uh, to cover here. Uh, if you want to learn more about me and what I feel and how I feel about the Word of God, you can go to rumble.com for us. No, actually... You can go to watsonprunier.com, W-A-T-S-O-N-P-R-U-N-I-E-R.com, and uh, you'll start seeing more of my devotions are going to get out there uh, once I can start populating the information there. If you want to interact, you can go to facebook.com forward slash battle for freedom. Leave a message there. Let everyone know about what's going on on Battle for Freedom, uh, what's going on, and part of the Mojo Fiber Radio Network. If you want to interact, facebook.com forward slash battle for freedom. Also, go to rumble.com forward slash battle for freedom. Leave a message with people there, and I'll make certain that you guys have the contact information, and I'll address you as quick as quickly as I possibly can. Do you like coffee? I love coffee. Uh, American Pride Roses Coffee is my favoritist coffee. Uh, American Pride Roses Coffee is historically great coffee. It is the official coffee of Battle for Freedom and the official coffee of Mojo Five O Radio. I highly encourage that you uh, look into this because of the fact that it's some good stuff. Uh, and trust me, you can't go wrong. Again, if you want to interact, facebook.com forward slash battle for freedom. And uh, let's see, what else do we have here? I feel like I'm missing something else. No, I think I got this. Oh, yeah, let's do uh, quickly. Let's do Laser Shop Live. So you guys can enjoy that before we get into today's topic. It's fascinating. Have you seen it? Lasershoplive.com. It's the YouTube channel for Romika Laser Engraving and Custom Design. We're excited to offer you a 24-hour live stream of our laser shop, along with various videos showcasing our laser work and completed projects. Our state-of-the-art equipment and skilled designers create intricate designs on a variety of materials. With our live stream, you can see firsthand how we create our one-of-a-kind products. I stumbled upon lasershoplive.com and was blown away by being able to actually watch them work on their projects. Their laser engraving live stream is fascinating to watch and I lose all track of time. Whether you are a business owner, creative professional, or just someone who appreciates unique and personalized items, lasershoplive.com has something for everyone. And with our YouTube channel, lasershoplive.com, you can watch our live stream and browse our videos anytime, anywhere. So why wait? Check out Laser Shop Live today and see what all the buzz is about. Visit lasershoplive.com. Yes, visit lasershoplive.com right now. Let them know Watson from Battle for Freedom sent you. Uh, and I see that Jennifer and Carolyn are in the timeline. Appreciate the two of you. Uh, they went to facebook.com forward slash battle for freedom to leave a comment. I will be checking uh, the individuals who are over at the in the Rumbleverse and see if there are any comments there. I will uh, catch anyone. Just a shout out to all of you. So today we're talking about America whoring for Babylon. America whoring for Babylon. He, they, she, he, she, they gets us. Um, this is going to be very interesting as we work our way through this particular topic. And I'm hoping... Uh, that uh, we all learn as I'm trying to even grow and make sense of this. Uh, it's it's very interesting uh, as we go through this and we try to understand uh, the mechanics of all things uh, America and its whoring for Babylon. 
One of the things I thought was really interesting here was, so many of you are aware of the whole He Gets Us commercial that came out during the Super Bowl. I'm going to briefly talk about that, and then I'll get into more of what what was um, the topics for today. But before we get into the He Gets Us stuff here, I want to look at one thing that I thought was really, really interesting, and that is, that's the wrong one. I actually want... Uh, where is yeah yeah so yeah thank you i apologize i've got to remember that again when me doing this on the wednesday everything i'm going to be saying to you i'm going to try and say to you from a biblical perspective what does the bible have to say about said topics as we go from there understand this and hey left thank you for joining being part of the bro program left you can catch he's part of the mojo five radio family Sundays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rumble, he has a program called Ain't You a Peach. Uh, definitely check it out, and I believe you will thoroughly enjoy this. So I always want to try and go from the Word. Do I always live according to the Word of God? Uh, not always. I, 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 have, I have much need of room for improvement, and, and anyone, any Christian, any person worth their salt would always be honest to say, we all have room for improvement on what we're trying to do and where we all need to grow. So constantly I'm asking you and asking us that we all pray for one another and that we can all mature. But it doesn't begin for me and the improvement and the maturity and maturation doesn't take place if I'm not convicted or challenged by the word of God. I highly encourage you to do the same thing as well in your own endeavors and prayerfully as we all Prayerfully, as we all get into the word, the word gets into us and the word gets into the world. But sometimes we make a mistake when we get into the word of God and we, um, we, we distort things. I mean, one of my buddies, he is, he has a statement says, man, you can mess up a soup sandwich. Oh. <laughs> uh, you can mess up a soup sandwich. Uh, I saw this article and this was really crazy. Phoenix from the flames as fire wrecked Notre Dame Cathedral's new spire is revealed as featuring golden rooster and cross. Scaffolding from the top of the Gothic Cathedral has been removed and the new spire, which was installed in December, symbolizes resilience and renewal. So... You know, one of the dangers, uh, yes, is that a new chicken? Yes, it is. Uh, and it's crazy because the fact I was like, a rooster and a cross, what is that all about? Again, this was not where I was going this morning, but timing is always perfect. God's timing is always wonderful as we sit here and we look at this. So you remember back in 2019, there was the big fire at the, uh, the theater of the Cathedral of Notre Dame. And uh, there was a lot of destruction historical landmark so much goes with it and um but they took a scripture passage out of context which we'll hear a little bit later as well too as we can continue with the whole he gets us thing but they went to matthew and they look where it says jesus said to him truly said to him truly truly i tell you this very night before the rooster crows you will deny me three times so rooster and resilience, if you Google rooster steeple, rooster cross steeple, just Google it, and you'll see a wide variety of explanations as to why they go with it. So resilience 
and renewal. Basically, they're saying that there's a re renewal for you, for even those who reject because Peter's considered the, the pope of the Catholic Church. And, uh, you know, it's this whole idea that um, there, there's this resilience and renewal and how we reject a God and God can still show favor. And there's always a chance for us to be renewed. There's a danger. There's a critical danger in constantly building scriptures and building doctrines and practices off of one obscure passage. One obscure passage. And, and this is a danger because of the fact that uh, we do this stuff to be more relevant, to, to make connections in with society, but sometimes they completely miss the point. They completely um, read into what we often call is eisegeting. Uh, exegeting is when so a pastor or whoever the teacher is of that day is basically going verse by verse in a, a, a book of the Bible, and they are basically trying to give you a better understanding of what does God's word have to say with respect to subject X, subject Y, and then you go from there. Eisegeting is basically when, whether it, it, it is a feminist or it is a, it is a social justice worker, uh, it is um, uh, someone who is basically trying to make the, the Bible gender neutral, takes their presuppositions and they read that into the Bible to make the Bible reaffirm what they were already thinking. That's eisegeting. Uh, and this is just another horrible practice because it's a it's a form of idolatry when we start taking these small passages and do these things that they were not prescriptions for obedience. They were just documented moments of history, kind of like a lot of events that took place and takes place or took place in the book of Acts. Many churches are using those instances in the book of Acts to create practices in the church. They take obscure passages like a woman should not wear pants and creates a whole huge doctrine out of this to keep women in bondage. That when it's freezing outside, instead of wearing pants and heavy things to keep their legs warm, they're forced to wear pantyhose and dresses. Complete nonsense, but this is, this is what happens when we obscure passages. I remember uh, a former minister that we sat under would complain and, and, and criticize my wife for cutting her hair after we got married because a woman's hair is their glory. Again, taking obscure passages and putting people in bondage and creating ministries based on a preference rather than a principle. So here we are. We're in a world of hurt. Uh, we're in a world of hurt because of the fact that we decide not to obey what the Word of God says. We just want to do what suits our hearts and fancies our preferences. So that gets us to the He Gets Us Super Bowl commercial. So, you know, I laid into it last year. I even made a website called He Made Us, but I let that expire because I'm I really don't want to give this too much um, fair play on this, but I mean, or too much attention on this. But let's go through this. And mind you, I removed the background music because of the fact that it's copyrighted on the music that's in the background for He Gets Us. 
and I just decided to put something else instead in its place just so that we can uh, enjoy this. This is the picture and this is the video. So we get this these imageries, uh, picture of police officer um, washing the feet of a black person. Uh, I don't know where this is, but a woman's washing another feet. Uh, a person's washing the feet of a person in the desert. A person's washing the feet of someone in front of an abortion clinic. Family planning, what a joke. Uh, a couple in the kitchen washing feet. Uh, 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 a person washing the feet of a Native American, I believe a person washing the, a white person washing the feet of, uh, of an immigrant, legal immigrant. Uh, again, another washing of feet, another washing of feet. And then um, uh, two, two, a white guy and a black guy washing each other's feet. And then I love this, the priest washing the feet of a gay guy on the beach. Jesus didn't teach hate. That is what we get. He washed feet. <laughs> he gets us all of us jesus and <laughs> oh my goodness folks this is pretty bad this is pretty bad because um i i can't i don't want to spend too much time with this thing here but uh let's see where is this one is yeah so matt walsh Matt Walsh did a wonderful job breaking this down. I provided the links for you in the links are available to you in uh, Rumble uh, and, and Facebook of a video that Matt Walsh did on uh, analyzing. He gets us. So I'm going to steal a couple of different things with him because I really can spend all day on this and I, I really don't want to. But a couple of things he pointed out was like, if you noticed, um, the white whites are serving all the minority groups. But you don't really have minority groups serving whites. You don't have the you don't have the protester serving the police officer. Uh, I told you last year, and I'll say it through and through: this organization that has put the he gets us thing together is nothing but a, ne a bunch of neo fascists, neo Nazis, communists, and woke agendas, agendarists, whatever you want to call it. But these are not Christians. These are not Christians, but uh, Matt Walsh, he does a wonderful job where he points out what, what's all this. And then he brought up something even more powerful where he said, he said, um, the feet washing. And I, can, I didn't think about this in all the years. I, I served in a ministry where uh, we ministered to people for 72 hours. And one gentleman who would serve in that community, he would always break protocol and extend and go beyond his allotted time to wash people's feet. Now, washing the feet, it's its an amazing effect. It has an amazing effect. It was even in the Jesus Revolution where Kelsey Grammer is basically washing the feet of the hippies coming into the church. But Matt Walsh brought up something really powerful. In all these years and all the times I've read that passage, considered that passage, I did not consider this until two days ago when Matt Walsh talked about it. He says, look at the passage of the feet washing. It was a private moment with Jesus and his disciples. This wasn't done in the synagogues. This wasn't done out in public where, you know, you had the baptizing going on, the feeding of the 5,000. This was in a closed, intimate environment that was not publicized. We only hear about it because it was covered in the word of God. Huge, huge, huge point. But what do we do in churches? We, we, we bring in people, bring in guests, bring in new people because of the fact that we want to simulate something off of one 
passage. The guy, the old, the, the standard wasn't washing the feet. The standard was serving one another and being willing to say, I will humble myself to be in front of your dirty, smelly feet because my relationship with you is so important that I'm willing to overcome any displeasures I may have or any uh, inconveniences I may experience in the process of serving you. That my needs, my, my, my understanding or my self-value and self-importance is not important if meaning showing my love towards you communicates a a the bigger message. That's the whole, the whole idea of being a, a, a servant is all about is putting ourselves in a position that we relate, not us, but the value that God has ascribed to every individual willing to send Christ to die for us. Another point that Matt Walsh brought up was, in all this, the feet washing and all, the, all these platitudes, you never communicate the gospel message. This is the same thing last year. It's focusing on this wokeness, not the brokenness of man. So this is the reason why, and I've had Christians last year mock me and have a problem with me like, I can't believe that someone's complaining about the fact of something that's trying to celebrate, sell, share Jesus with the world. I'm like, that's not sharing Jesus. I had a friend send a powerful message to me and I'm, I'm so sorry, I don't have this for you with respect to, I'm so sorry, I don't have this uh, for you with respect to um, the text message. Uh, in a form of an image, but this is something that was uh, shared. Um, you know, this was something that was shared. I got to find this. You know, the world will hate you because they hated me. The world wants you to accept the Jesus of the He gets me. Get this. The world wants us to accept, and even nominal, nominal Christians, Christians in name only, surface level Christians want us to know the Jesus in the commercial. But if the world is accepting of the Jesus in the he gets us commercial, then that's not the Jesus of the Bible. Because the Jesus of the Bible is truth, is life, is standard, is holiness. And if we truly want, and he is redemption, what was the purpose of Jesus being born? that everyone celebrates on December 25th. What is the reason by which people celebrate in between March and April about, you know, people looking on bunnies, but the cross, what was the purpose? The, the purpose of the cross was to redeem fallen humanity from itself. But that's not the message coming out of the He Gets Us movement. The He Gets Us movement is like, kumbaya, kumbaya. <laughs> It's kumbaya. Let's look in a little bit more here. I want to share this with you. This is with, uh, and I I put, put this, post this on um, Facebook. But look at this. Check this out because this is the position of the He Gets Us movement, okay? As we sit there and we look and we do some in-depth study about what they believe and what their position is. This is officially off of their website. Our agenda is to rediscover the love story of Jesus, Christians, non-Christians, and everybody in between, all of us, okay? This is key. They highlight this. 
they highlight this message on their page. I'm not making this stuff up. I went to their page and did screenshots from their page. How do we get here? And what might we learn from the example of, the Je of Jesus to help move beyond the animosity we feel to for one another? How can we rediscover the life, of Jesus, life and teachings of Jesus, the world's most radical love activist? Radical love activist. This is this is the message from the the Jesus Revolution movement. Okay, it was the message from a uh, uh, message from the he gets us last year during the Super Bowl. This year during the Super Bowl, the he get the the Jesus, the Jesus Revolution movement. They're looking for a radical love act activist, not a redeemer of all, not a redeemer of humanity, a radical love activist. And that's what they're looking for. And that's not the Jesus of the Bible. He says that is our agenda at He Gets Us to move beyond the mess of our current cultural movement and to a place where all of us are invited to rediscover the love story of Jesus. What is the love story of Jesus? That He died for our sins. But see, they're looking, they're not communicating the, the love story of Jesus, they're communicating a radical agenda. Huh? Sorry, let me get the fist in here so you can see this. The fist, the power. The, 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 the activist, activism. And when you look at the pictures of all the people from the videos last year and the video this year, all it's doing is pointing pictures to activism because it's trying to bowl us all into the same idea that we're all here for the same purpose. Equality and equity. But that's not the gospel message. The gospel message is we're sinners needing God to restore us. Hence, he sent Jesus to redeem us. Christians and non-Christians and everybody all in between us. We look at the biography of Jesus through a modern lens, through a modern lens. See, this is the thing about it is our modern, see, I get glasses every year or two because my eyesight might change. My eyesight, you know, in as old age affects me, you know, um, so it's the reality of life. We all get all older. And um, so come to find out, my prescription changes. Not the world changes. Well, the world will change too. But my prescription changes, so I have to refocus. And things may not appear as they were. Things may not be, may be closer than they appear in the mirror. <laughs> Well, the same thing happens here when we take worldly ways to describe scriptural things. He gets us as a diverse group of Jesus followers with a wide variety of faith journeys and lived experiences. Our work represent, represents the input from Christians who believe that Jesus is the Son of God, as well as many others who, though not Christians, share a deep admiration for the man that Jesus was. And are deeply, and Jesus was. It's not that Jesus was, uh, what is it, Hebrews 13, 8? He's the same today, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's who Jesus is, not was, because he's still alive. You see this, the idea of what we're embracing and we're bringing in this, uh, this uh, what's the word for it? Um, oh, when they try and mix uh, the different religions in and, and ecumenical efforts, the ecumenical efforts emasculate the gospel, <laughs> the ecumenical efforts emasculate 
the gospel. Hence, he gets us, does not promote the gospel message. And he says, and so we are deeply inspired and curious to explore a story. We look for the biography of Jesus through a modern lens. And I'm telling you folks, when you look at the scripture passage, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, when you see John 4, 1 John 1, 1 through 4, it's pretty simple. The word of God tells us to stay from the stay away from these deceivers. Because the he let me just let me just shut it down clear and simple here. The he gets us movement is filled with a bunch of liars and deceivers and counterfeit Christians who are not about sharing the gospel. They're about sharing goodness. And that doesn't get people into heaven. It just makes them comfortable before they go to hell. Pure and simple. I have a couple more notes on it when we get back from the break, but let's go to a break for a couple minutes. Supply line interruptions are definitely here to stay, especially given the incredible talent we have working at the U.S. Transportation Department. However, you don't need to fear these interruptions. You can be prepared. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. The Daily Mojo with Brad Staggs. My suggestion was why not create another category? So you have men, you have women, then you have transgender men and transgender women. And so, I mean, why not create their own unique category so we are comparing apples to apples and coconuts to coconuts? Because their whole entire shtick for the transgender community is, no, these are women. Despite the fact that they have XY chromosomes and, you know, a giant hog swinging between their legs, they are women. (laughs) Here, I'll get it. Wow. Giant hog. Never heard it quite uh, described that way. That's great. I see you've seen Ron naked too. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, weekdays, 8 Eastern, Mojo 5 After a long, hard night, I am exhausted. I need something that will stimulate me. That's why I start each day with Ron's sexual chocolate. It really gets me off to work. Find the flavor that stimulates you and gets you off to work at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. When you know it's about to get real and you really need a plan and you need people on board, there's only one place to be. Sunday Long Live Radio. 5 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Eastern. Triggering change, one heartbeat at a time. Battle for freedom. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Watson Prunier from Battle for Freedom on Mojo Fiverr Radio. Many of you are probably triggered right now by all the different things I said in the first segment, and that's perfectly fine. Don't pop the pills that you get from Big Big Pharmacy and Big Pharma. Instead of popping pills, pop tunes with Anthony Malchioti and biofeedback therapy with his company new life holistic give them the code mojo50 and save fifty dollars on your first session again i know a lot of this stuff triggers you you're i i'm i'm tr- i'm treading on waters and i'm i'm stepping on people's nerves okay i'm stepping on toes and people don't hate this question a uh, cop comment a couple comments actually i want to catch here um you know christopher says 
um, in biblical passages, particularly in the New Old Testament, feats often symbolize stability, direct, uh, direction, and the path of righteousness. Amen. Uh, um, <laughs> Christopher says, Chino, uh, Christians in name only. Uh, and then you have uh, left truth, justice, and the Christian way of life. That, that's, 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 not, that's not he gets us. He gets us is it's relativism, moral relativism, social justice, and uh, what existentialism or pragmatism. Pragmatism slash existentialism. <laughs> Okay, uh, Carolyn, why do they want to put the world in their story? We are not supposed to be of this world. Most definitely. But the problem, though, and hey, Lisa, thanks for joining. The problem that we run into here, though, is because the fact that we can't set, we can't, we're so anchored to this world by entertainment, finances, bucket lists, and so much more that it's very difficult to, to let go. Trust me. I've been there. I've done that. I've written the story, and I'm collecting I'm collecting on my foolishness with respect to that. But, um, and Christopher responds, omnism, uh, omnism, or omnism is the respect or, of or belief in all religions. Those who hold this belief are called omnists. Uh, you know, and this is the problem that you run into is because it's a universalist uh, approach. Uh, you you have this and you you, you can't, there is no, always lead to to uh heaven everyone goes the universalist idea no it just doesn't work it's a it's a contradiction in terms you you can't be moving in this direction and that direction and be moving in the same direction especially if you're moving in a straight line it doesn't work if you're moving in opposite directions, not on a circular plane or a spherical plane, if you're moving in opposite directions, like remember, let's go with numbers, folks. Zero's right here. If I go to the right, the number increases, right? And that goes one, two, three towards infinity. I'm gonna go toward, let's go, let's take a million steps in this direction. But if I go to the left, and instead of going to the right, I go to the left. And I'm now in the negative numbers. I'm taking steps in that direction, a million steps in that direction. Guess what? I'm separated by two million now. I'm not ending up in the same place. The only way that that potentially happens of us ending in the same place, if a million steps in this direction and a million steps in this direction takes us right around the, a, a sphere or an object to intentionally lead us back in the same place. But this whole idea of mixing different belief systems and ideologies to say that they come to the same to the same place, it it is you know what it is, it is this it's Satan, so satisfied with us whoring ourselves out to deceptions, and lies, and comfortability. <sighs> Carolyn, my bucket list is heaven. <laughs> Amen, sister. A A to the bed on that one. Eight of the bet on that one. Let's uh, let's do one. This was one that, um, like I said, um, Matt Walsh did a great breakdown on this. But you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm I'm gonna recognize someone else. My daughter. Uh, she can she give her life to Christ last year. I had the honor of um, baptizing her um, by the kindness of um, Pastor Andy Lee of of Crossroad Community Church in Shelbyville, Indiana. 
And so she gets into this. Um, I'm bragging on God here that he would touch the heart of my 11 year old child that when she gets into her Bible readings and we were talking about this, we were talking about he gets us yesterday. And so she shares this with me. This was her God time last month. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 through 18. But we will not boast beyond limits, but we will boast only with regard to the area of influence God assigned to us to reach even to you. For we are not overextending ourselves as though we did not reach you. For we were the first to come all the way to you with the gospel of Christ. We do not boast beyond limits in the labors of others, but our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged so that we may preach the gospel in the lands beyond you without boasting of work already done in other, in other areas. Influenced people, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord, for it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. You know, and I love this because the fact that I'm not going to share her prayer as a result of this, but I was like, so what does that mean to you? She's like, we need to stop bragging. Okay. And when, when you, when we look at modern Christianity, modern efforts, like the, he gets us, there is this bragging, this bragginess or this braggadocious spirit that happens because of the fact that we are too busy looking at our goodness and our good works and everything that we do here. It's about bringing attention to us because, again, the movement is about celebrating our amazing nature and not looking at the glory of God. We boast in God. I boast in God and what he has done in my life to transform me because he does not have to show such grace and mercy towards me, nor to my wife, nor to my children, nor to anyone, anyone who's in the timeline here. God is good. But see, the he gets us moving is not talking about the goodness of God. It's talking about the goodness of man. And so that I've spent more time than I needed to on this. But I'm telling you, folks, we need to get away. Now, one of the last last point on this before I get into today's topic uh, in the oh, actually, here's a uh, two things. I'm going to show you a better version that was shared and two uh, attached on my website. Um, on my website is a list of all the verses because at the very end of the original He Gets Us video, it says Jesus does not teach hate. So I spent some time and I just did, I just went to BibleGateway.com and I searched up the word hate. And I looked at every time the sentence was used from the perspective of God and hate actually being a good thing because it showed discernment. See, see God, who's G Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit has a standard of what goodness and righteousness looks like. And so I have a multitude of verses from Genesis all the way through Revelation that talk about what God says when it comes to hate. And it's actually about setting boundaries. So this idea that Jesus doesn't teach hate, God, Jesus doesn't teach hate. I have to ask, what kind of Bible are you reading? Because there's a boatload in this in the description of this program, the show, I put every verse in there. But if you don't want to sit there and copy and paste it, basically go to battleforfreedom.com, look at today's broadcast, and I have an attachment in there that has a it's a PDF file. It has every verse available for you. So you don't have so if you don't want to go do that. Okay? All in the English Standard Version. The ver the verses still matter. So if you want to look at it in your own translation, by all means, I did the work for you. Have fun. 
But there was a better version of this that uh, was created by this gentleman. And this gentleman's name is Jamie Bambrick. And this was very powerful. Again, um, this is, he did, he saved us. And this is really powerful. I love this one, what he did here. Uh, check this out. He says, he saved us. Former witch. Uh, uh, Dawkins, former right-hand man. A former jihadist. A former KKK member. A former drug addict, Jeff, Pastor Jeff Durbin. Former gang leader. A former drag queen and prostitute. A former abortionist. A former transgender. A former porn star. A former new age guru. A former lesbian activist. Jesus doesn't just get us. He saves us. And he goes through transforms, restores, heals, delivers, redeems, loves. And that's what you had from Jamie Bambrick. Powerful. Powerful. Because of the fact that this is the direction of that we need to go if we're going to do this the right way. See, the reason why I'm sharing this with you and we're having this discussion today is because of the fact that as I sit here and I talk about the whole idea that um, America whoring for Babylon, I've got the picture of a prostitute and on the back of her panties and the lifted up skirt when the fishnet, torn fishnet pants uh, uh, stamped on the behind, on the rear end, on the derriere is Satan has us. Satan has us when we are so wrapped up in worldly ways, hedonism, and, and man's limited understanding of life and truth. When we're wrapped up in our existentialism and our pragmatism, what works for us is the, the truth that's relative and important to embrace and, and entertain at that time, in that moment. Not the reality that truth is universal and it has, truth ha is not restricted to time. Truth is just truth. And God is not restricted to time. Uh, perfect passage given up here uh, by CRISPR. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. This is John 14, 6. But you have a lot of Christians who basically say there's a lot of lots of ways. You have these churches, these omnists and universalists who, who push that there are more ways to heaven than through Christ. I, my good works can get me there. I can pay alms and so many of the different things. You want to know the reason why I see you're talking about America whoring out Whoring for Babylon is because of the fact that it is just nothing but demonic spirits twisting scripture and twisting human lives. So as I sit here and I spend the, the this week, I've been getting into, um, uh, I'm probably not going to be able to cover this whole thing, but please forgive me. But this is, this is powerful with respect to, um, this is powerful with respect to Revelation 18. As I share the video with Tucker Carlson videoing and interviewing Vladimir Putin, uh, one of the things that really hurt and broke my heart as I pondered on it and I thought on it over the weekend was the, uh, the fact that um, once you finish the whole, the whole interview, without a shadow of a doubt, what does it prove for, for me, from my perspective alone, uh, 
that America is the great whore in Revelation because of the fact that we have prostituted ourselves and what governs America, not God, but greed. We're governed by greed, period, not by God. Because if we were truly not governed by God, we would, uh, I'll be sharing some things tomorrow in tomorrow's broadcast as we look at part three of, um, you know, the blackened history of America. And it's very disgusting because every one of the stories I share with you will be about greed. But I, uh, uh, Tim from Timotheus Enterprises, uh, we actually have um, some interesting discussions. And one of the ones he brought up to me last week when he was on the road was um, Revelation 18. And so we started reading through the Revelation 18. And I'm not lying to you. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is insane. Uh, we're not going to mention this whole thing, but I will uh, get to that. Um, uh, Kerry says, a lot of things I see in the news wraps itself around immorality. <laughs> it's an immorality sandwich, baby. <laughs> Hold the mayo. <laughs> it's an immorality sandwich. Uh, Plain and simple, through and through, you got that right, sister girl. You got that right. Oh, Lord, help us. But this is the direction by which we are. So let's get into Revelation chapter 18. After this, I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having a great authority, and the earth was made bright with his glory. And he called out with a mighty voice, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place for demons, a haunt for every unclean spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and detestable beast. For all the nations have drunk the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality, and the kings of the earth have committed immoral immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have grown rich from the power of her luxurious living. What better way, to, what other nation has not come under that description than America? Our gold, the, the golden eagle. Our golden eagle. Uh, when you sit there and you look at the detestable beasts, the, dis, the detestable things that we have created and we've manufactured and we, and we lift up and we exalt in this nation. And I tell you, the, the, the greatest and most offensive beast that we have, er we have erected in this nation is our pride, American pride. And it, not just Pride Month, six, you know, June, Pride Month because of color, Pride Month because of gender, Pride Month because of, of, of everything, sexual preference, uh, you name it. Our pride is the greatest beast this is the greatest beast in America. And we and we encourage other nations around the world to do the same thing too. I love Gary's comment. A lot of things I see in the news wraps itself around immorality. It's an immorality sandwich. Sandwich for those who need that statement. Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you take part in her sins, lest you share in her plagues. Oh, no, no, actually, let me go back. I got to roll back for a second here. For all the nations have drunk the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality, and the kings of the earth have committed immorality with her. Um, one of the biggest things that we have, we have huge warehouses housing the computers for this. You know one of the biggest retail space um, um, owners in America are the, is Pornhub? Pornhub. 
uh, a, a website sold out to pornography, sexual immorality, deviancy, and so much more. That feeds the hearts of countless people, men and women, many of us in the church. And and not only did we create this on the internet that was created by um, Al Gore, we have internet stations around the world that are sharing the smut and porn. Hey, they're doing it in America in high speed. Let's do it here in, in Mother Russia and other places. We've set the example for immorality. Oh, no, don't, don't get me wrong. We're not the standard for immorality. Immorality has been taking place ever since Adam and Eve rejected the authority and law and teachings of God. But it's not like we're not going out of our way to set new standards of immorality. <laughs> he, Satan gets us. Satan, not Satan gets us. Satan has us in his clutches. But let's look at verse 4. Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you take part in her sins, lest you share in her plagues. For her sins are heaped high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Pay her back as she herself has paid back others, and uh, repay her double, repay her double for her deeds. Mix a double portion for her in the cup she has mixed. And as she glorifies herself and lived in luxury, so give her like measure of torment and mourning, since in her heart she says, I sit as a queen, I am no widow, and mourning I shall never see. Mourning, and not M-O-R-N-I-N-G, but M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. No, no sorrow or sadness. I, I, I shall never see. For this reason, her plagues will come in a single day, death and mourning, uh, and famine, and she will be burned up with fire, for mighty is the Lord God who has judged her. See, you know, it's really interesting. Yeah, amen, Carolyn. Pride of self. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Christopher, I love this one. He, he shares uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, 3. Uh, among among um, whom we also had our conversion in times past in the lust of our flesh. Lusts, not what lust. Lust, this lusts, lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. See, the, see, the pride of heart and the pride of self prevents us from humbling ourselves. Because remember when Bab, when King Nebuchadnezzar was made to be a beast in the field for seven years, because we, even though the prophet warned him, don't boast in yourself, boast in the Lord, Nebuchadnezzar boasted in himself, looking at the kingdom of Babylon, saying, this is what I put together. The warning came to him before he uttered those words, but he decided in the pride of his heart to say it anyway. And every day we are instructed of the pride of our hearts, even in this nation, in our communities, in our homes, in our churches, in our counties, in our states, in our country, and we don't care. We feel that we are the kings and queens, kings and queens of our domains, the masters of our domain, the masters of the controllers of our destinies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And and we're in a state of delusion. A great state, uh, the, the strong delusion has overcome us. So we're not only just in an immorality sandwich, we're in a sandwich with a strong delusion as well of self-importance, self-worth, 
and and it's not of God, but it's completely of Satan. Uh, where is where is that? Where is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I gotta I have to work on. Oh, really? Are you kidding me? I don't have it here. Oh, how do I not have this here? She's missing. Church lady is missing. <laughs> Where's my church lady meme? Oh, I lost it. I must have gotten rid of it. I got to bring church lady back. Can you say Satan? <laughs> oh, you got to be kidding me. How do I not have church lady out here anymore? Oh, shame on you, Watson. I'm going to get, I'll bring back church lady later. Um, but as you sit there and you look at this, let's get further into this. And the kings of the earth who committed sexual immorality with her lived and lived in luxury with her will weep and will wail over her when they see the smoke of her burning. They will stand far off in fear of her torment and say, alas, alas, you great city, you mighty city Babylon, for in a single hour, your judgment has come again. Uh, you need to watch. Uh, go to TuckerCarlson.com, watch the video of him interviewing uh, Vladimir Putin. And if we don't walk away with the understanding and reality of the judgment due the United States of America, we weren't paying attention. You're still stuck, and we're still stuck in pride. We have our, our hands in destabilizing countries around the world for Decades we've been doing this for decades to make to be the big chief on top. We've gone and cut at the knees of our our opposition or uh, our counterparts. We've destabilized countries. We've killed leaders for the sake of being number one. But that's coming to an end. That's coming to an end. Let's look at this continuing in Revelation chapter 18 and the merchants of the earth weep and mourn for her since no one buys their cargo anymore. Cargo cargo of gold, silver, jewels, pearls, fine linen, purple cloth, silk, scarlet cloth, all kinds of scented wood, all kinds of articles of ivory, all kinds of articles of costly wood, bronze, iron, marble, cinnamon, spice, and everything nice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, castle, I mean, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots and slaves. That is, Human souls. I, I mean, no, ooh, that last part right there, the human souls. When I think of the child sex trafficking, the human trafficking that we're doing in the United States, I mean, that's our that that's probably our biggest seller. That's probably the biggest thing that was our biggest commodity that we're selling from the United States is the human trafficking because they're not buying anything else from us. Everything's made in China. <laughs> China. Everything's made there. We've we've moved manufacturing to China and we've moved we've moved things to India, we moved things to Mexico. It's not here in these states. What are we creating? Except more and more licentiousness, hedonism, sin, and perversions. What we're doing to children and making them change. They're they're trying to make uh, uh, give them the illusion that they can actually change their gender. Go back and look this this, this was it April of last year? When I sat there talking about Chloe Cole and Kayla Lovedahl, our perversions are high and offensive. And then one day they won't buy from us anymore. Nothing's made in America anymore, right? Or very few things are made in America. <laughs> this is, this is, 
how can this not be talking about America being the whore of Babylon? As we sit there and we look at this, this is crazy. The fruit of which your soul longed has gone from you, and all your delicacies and your splendors are lost to you, never to be found again. The merchants of the wa these wearers who gained wealth from her will stand far off in fear of her torment and weeping and mourning aloud. Alas, alas, for the great city that was clothed in fine linen, in purple and scarlet, adorned with gold, with jewels and with pearls. For in a single hour, all this wealth has been laid waste. Wait till our economy crashes. <laughs> in all the shipmasters and seafaring men, uh, sailors and all who trade in this uh, is on the sea stood far off and cried as they saw the smoke of her burning. What city was like this great city? We, we have an invasion from the north and the south, and these men of war are ready to lay siege and destroy our nation. And they threw out, they threw dust on their hands as they wept and mourned, crying out, Alas, alas, for the great city where all who all had ships at sea grew rich, rich by her wealth. For in a single hour she has been laid waste. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, for God has given judgment for you against her. And then the mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, so will Babylon, the great city, be thrown with down with violence and will be found no more. And the sound of the harpists and musicians and the, the flute players and trumpeters will be heard in you no more. And a craftsman of any craft will be found in you no more. And the sound of the mill where, where it will be heard no more. And the lump and will shine in you no more. And the voice of the bridegroom and bride will be heard in you no more. For the merchant, for your merchants, were the great ones of the earth, and all the nations were deceived by your sorcery, and in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all who have been uh, slain on the earth. How many millions of children have we slaughtered in the womb since 1970s? 50, 50 to 80 million souls slaughtered. And that's just the ones that we're counting in the abortion clinics. Not, we're not even including the ones who have taken the morning after pill. It, 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 folks, <clears throat> our sorcery is clearly known before the world. If, if, if we don't wake up and recognize the judgment that awaits us, there's a world of hurt about to take overtake us. Make no mistake, folks. God is going to judge us for the roles. Roles, not just one single role, but the multiple roles, the multifaceted roles we have done in whoring ourselves out to greed, money, convenience, innovation, and so much more. Trust me, the judgment, if anything, he gets us, it was an illusion because the truth of what's going on with the United States is Satan has us. He has us in his grips, and we don't want him to let go. Truth be told, we don't want him to let go. And that's the rest of the story. <laughs> uh, um, folks, I'm going to be, um, uh, uh, Carolyn says, if any one part of this product is made, is done in America, they can say made in U.S. Uh, sorry, I'm reading that wrong. I'll continue this. I'll reread the thought tomorrow. Folks, I'm your host, Watson Brunier from Battle for Freedom on Mojo Fiverr Radio. Brad Staggs and Daily Mojo is up next.
and I'm out. Take care, and God bless. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.